service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. We're back to the Premiership battle this weekend. Only two points in it at the top. Rangers kick off lunchtime, 12.30, Saturday at Tynecastle. Celtic follows suit at three at home to Motherwell. There's a full card, as you know. Aberdeen, Kilmarnock, Dundee United, St. Johnson, Ross County, Hibs, and St. Mirren against Livingston, plus all the divisions. This evening in the programme, two people have worn the dark blue of Scotland, and we want to talk, before we move to this weekend, about Scotland's great performance. This time last week, we'd beaten Ukraine 3-0. Could we top that Andy Walker Leanne Crichton well we did we beat Ireland and then we got the draw we needed over there in Krakow yeah we did outstanding I think over the three games three very different games three very different performances all with the same outcome and a tremendous result overall I think the third game was a test you know test in terms of the depth of the squad the players that were brought in could they stand up to the challenge they absolutely did really proud to be Scottish Absolutely, everyone's so pleased, Andy. We love this tournament. Although the manager's saying we shouldn't need it. We don't need a playoff place. We could get to Euro 2024 in Germany on our own steam. I think it's a great attitude to have. I think that'll filter through to the players. And uh, when you see the, the changes in the team that was made the other night, really pleased for Ryan Porteous. I think that shows that he can be an international player. Really pleased for Hickey, who is doing so well at... Uh, at Brentford and can easily slot in as a right-back, left-back for, for Scotland. It's We've got a real depth to the squad now and Che Adams again, I just thought he was terrific. He works so hard, doesn't yeah. he? But he definitely turned the booze to cheers, didn't he, Ryan Porteous? And I see that John McGinn, the stand-in captain who's been brilliant, saying... What a turnaround. Because he got a lot of stick, didn't he, from people beforehand and said, yeah, his attitude's not right, he's a bomb scare, a pantomime villain. He proved people wrong on the night. Yeah, he did. And, and I backed him to do that. I think he's a good footballer, Ryan Portis. Um, he gets himself caught up at times in, in the pantomime villain stuff, as you described, Paul. Um, many moments that he catches the eye for the wrong reasons. But I think over the, the course of his career, uh, and very early on it still is, I think he's a good defender. There's a lot of improvement there to be had. He wasn't in that squad by default. He was there because Steve Clark backed him. Not often do you get a chance though when you have to delve that deep into the squad with the amount of injuries that they've had. But sometimes those are the best ones that your opportunity comes when you least expect it. And I thought he took it. I thought he performed really well. Um, and credit to Jack Henry alongside him as well. To be yeah. fair, that was her line about pantomime villain. I just I stole it from the office a few moments ago. <laughs> yeah. uh, Andy, Euro Club Hibs, you know, they love him there, but yeah. he's, he's a lot of stick, hasn't he? From media people as well, and obviously Aberdeen recently. I, I've got to say, Paul, I think some of it is valid because there's a real good player in there and he gets involved in daft things when there, there's no need to. Um, I, I've got no problem with him winning a dubious uh, penalty for, for his team. Uh, but some of the other stuff they get us involved in, um, just cut it out of your game because he's got, he can defend really well. He's got great passing ability, 
and he should be targeting, you know, the likes of John McGinn, who he saw get his 50th cap. How many caps uh, does Ryan Porteous want? Because he's, I, I think he can play for Scotland on a regular basis and that should be his challenge. And he could well be at a bigger club, Andy, because, you know, look yeah. at Aaron Hickey now at Brentford, Jack Henry, yeah. you know, so many players around him who, who are in a, a higher level than he is. Yeah, and we've uh, we've seen, I mean, Jack Henry's playing in Italy, Lewis Ferguson has gone there, uh, Aaron Hickey um, was over there as well. Yeah. And I think we are seeing a lot of Scottish players getting really good experience. And uh, Ryan Portis, I know there was interest from Millwall, but um, he could certainly play for a, a top club in the, the championship, pushing on for uh, promotion. Look at Scott McKenna. He was at Air United not so long ago, uh, did great uh, stuff with Aberdeen, and all of a sudden he gets his move to Nottingham Forest, and he's starring in a, you know, a big competitive league. We'll take some calls, looking forward to the weekend, and talking Scotland as well. Lots of messages coming in. 0808 17 17 700. You know the number of the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Paul Cooney, with Leanne Crichton, and also Andy Walker. Uh, where you are standing just now, Leanne, Barry Ferguson last night said he thinks that Aaron Hickey could be even better than Kieran Tierney and Andy Robertson. That's a huge claim from somebody who knows pretty much everything about the game from yeah. Barry. What would you say? Well, it's probably a fair claim, to be fair. I was really impressed with him. Um, consistency is probably the biggest thing for Aaron Hickey just now, and he's been tested with that. He's been given opportunities to go and prove how good he can be. Um, I think he's still got a lot of developing to go. But I thought he, he played with real maturity, played beyond his years, um, came off the bench in, in the first Ukraine game, thought he fitted in really well um, after 23 minutes when Nathan Patterson had to go off injured. Again, big game, step in, a lot of pressure, um, didn't perform in the summer when he was given that opportunity again. But he always looks to me like he's a player just now that's looking at what else he can do, how can he improve, how does he get better, how does he get stronger, how does he get fitter. Um, if he could go and, and emulate uh, those players mentioned, he would be doing pretty well. He certainly would. So with the bank balance as well, Andy, given you know, to be in the Premier League at Arsenal or Liverpool. So yeah. how far do you think he can go? I think he needs to show that he's capable of playing well every week for for Brentford. I like the way that he gave Cristiano Ronaldo a bit of a slap yeah. when Brentford were playing Man United. <laughs> yeah. He sorted him out, so he, he doesn't uh, he doesn't take anyone's reputation. Uh, on he just he, he just wants to get on with his game and I think he is capable of of playing at a higher level but I, I think it's a I think it's a couple of years down the road uh, what I liked about him as well was just the way he looks he's obviously filled mm -hmm. out mm -hmm. a lot since going to Italy I mean I, I remember him as the the young lad that came into the heart side and um, I remember we did a game and you know Hearts lost 5-0 to Celtic and the the week after that, it was a cup final. Mm. And we wondered whether he would play because he was going down with cramp after about 70 minutes or so. But um, he's been absolutely terrific. And, uh, you know, going to Italy, uh, developing his game, developing his body, he's stronger, he looks fitter. And, um, yeah, I think in a, a couple of years, he could play for a bigger club. And another of your old clubs, Celtic, will gain 30% of any future transfer fee. They've still got that stake, Lord Willie Hockey yeah, revealed and, that last night. Yeah, and all of these uh, deals, when you let people go, I mean, you can remember Andy Robertson being a young Celtic yeah. player, didn't really work out for him, but um, the development of uh, players, I think, is a really important one. Even if you don't make it at Celtic, it's almost like going to a good school, getting a good education, 
and you can make a career elsewhere and obviously these um, you know clauses and contracts are becoming more and more important 0808 17 17 700 Andy were you Biting the nails, let's just check there uh, the other night watching it. Or were you? There was a well, what did you feel? I felt, yeah. I thought, uh, when it was nil nil about 20 minutes to go, I thought we would win it 1 nil because I thought they would throw men forward and we could we'd be able to to hit them on the break. Uh, but no, I thought we had defended really well. I know they had chances, but you know, the the center backs, as Leanne was saying, with Jack mm-hmm. Henry, Ryan Porteous, and of course you've you've always got Craig Gordon in behind you, capable yeah. of a, a big save. Mm-hmm. So defensively we were very sound. Apart from that, a little spell in the first half when they were yeah. getting in behind. Mm-hmm. Um but they didn't take advantage of the chances they had then and and we saw it out. Mm-hmm. Yamalenko should have scored after what, twenty two minutes, Leanne. And that was a moment where if we had caved in early, we could have fought back. Mm-hmm. We did against Ireland, but that it could have changed the game. That was a huge miss, wasn't it? It was a it was a glaring miss actually. Um, he, he should have been scoring. He should have been hitting the target, and it was certainly a let off for Scotland. But I don't know. There's been a different feel around this yeah. camp around these yeah. three games. I don't think um, I've felt the same way. Maybe I would have done a, a number of years ago watching Scotland. Were you? You feel the inevitable is is going to come like Andy. I probably felt if anything, you know, Scotland could go on and, and sneak a winner rather than thinking, you know, we'll probably concede a late goal here or um, we've been through these moments before. We are so near, but yet so far there wasn't that same feeling. I think the players showed a real level of maturity and the amount of changes and the players that had come in. Um, just a, a real number of players that, that, that jumped out to me that we've got a team of players that really take care of the ball. Um, and at moments under pressure yes you're right you're lucky at international level you're up against good teams you need to do that um, that's just football at times you know you even Celtic against Real Madrid a couple of chances that they had and you know you're going Madrid could have been in the back foot but good teams always come through um, but I just felt there was a, a real belief about this Scotland team um, which was impressive there was also one really daft incident and, and I think it highlights how football the rules can be really daft you know when we got a penalty yeah. mm-hmm. Yep. The ref rather gave a penalty yep. thinking it was a handball. But it went out for a corner. So it's got to be a penalty or a corner. Yeah. But because the incident took place inside the box, the rule is that uh, it's a uncontested drop ball and it's for the, the goalkeeper. So why? Why? Exactly. Why? Why can't yeah, we get the corner? Work that out, Andy, why can't we get the yeah. corner? Especially when we scored two goals from corners on the Saturday. Yeah. But the rule is if there's an incident yeah. uh, anywhere in the 18-yard box... It won't be uh, for the attacking team. It will always go to the, uh, the the goalkeeper. Uncontested, of course. That's a great point. I've forgotten about that one. It's, 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 mad, listen, it's coming it? here. Yeah. yeah, we're going to get this madness. Because the players uh, were baffled. Yeah. The players didn't understand yeah. why no. the, the corner wasn't given. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, they, you could clearly see that that was what they were um, saying to the referee. Leanne, you've got influence. You could sort this out. And, I, and you're on VAR. Can we say that? Yeah, uh, do, up sa- the do Saturday yeah, VAR. On a Saturday. Yeah, so yeah. BBC get the games coming in just now and it's linked to VAR. Is this part of the... Well, we just look at it. We right. kind of give our, our interpretation of you know, VAR and what it would do and it gives you a bit more time to look at it. When the real thing comes in, it's going to be um, very different. Are I any think, of them ever for, right? For everyone. Any of your colleagues there? Um, <laughs> no. I, I think it, it can be difficult, Paul. I, I took part in the, um, the workshop down in Stockley Park yeah. when VAR was coming into England and I wasn't a fan of VAR and I thought, look, let's get on board here. There's no getting away from it. Technology in football, it's definitely the way to go. And then when you were doing games, oh, some of the decisions uh, just don't make sense. You know, 40 yards from goal in your heel. Mm-hmm. 
is offside. Yeah. But there's maybe been, I don't know, six, seven, eight passes, yeah. and then you score. But you'd, how far do you take it back? It's going to kill it for and the then, fans, isn't it? And the other thing is the sometimes you're waiting three, four minutes. It's it's painful. Mm-hmm. And of course, as you say, uh, this most of the grounds in England have got a big screen. Yeah. They can inform uh, the supporters, but up here we, we don't have many big screens and uh, you know you need to keep your your uh, supporters on engaged side. of yeah, course lifeblood yeah. of the game I did feel though even during those games though there perhaps wasn't the same emphasis on VAR I felt there was a couple other decisions that could have been looked at that weren't yeah. looked at and, and that I even, think it's a good thing. Even a cut. No, I know. I know. And if that's maybe yeah. the point the referees are going to get to where, yeah. you know, listen, we're not stopping every single incident here. You know, there's bits of the game that you're maybe just going to need to go with to keep that realism uh, there so mm. that you don't lose that authenticity. But I think if you're going to stop it, I mean, even a couple of the challenges, though, for the mm. Ukraine players early on, I don't know how there wasn't more yellow cards. But at mm. the same time, you're right. You, do you want every challenge to be looked at? Do you want every yellow card to be debated? Could it have no, been you a don't, red? No, because controversy is good. Yeah. And uh, the other thing I would say is sometimes it can be difficult. We were shown one example. It was a Man United-Southampton game. And honestly, there were potentially four decisions to be made oh. in the space of uh, the one or two touch passes. It was yeah. literally two or three seconds. And you had to, was the stubs up outside the box when the ball went forward? Was he offside? Mm-hmm. When he played it back and then played it forward, was someone else offside? It, it happened so quickly. It, it yeah. can be difficult. Mm-hmm. Not everything can be done in 20 or 30 seconds, but we were sold uh, the VAR. We're only going to use it in a clear and obvious error. Light touch. And that yeah. has not happened. Because people, if they're given a job, will want to justify it and play up the yeah. part. Yeah. You will. Yeah. I agree with you. I wondered, did we have far the other night at times? And that's probably a good mm. thing. But that was nonsensical, Andy. We all pointed out mm. about that. Should be should we be thinking about Steve Clark and his contract? Because, you know, Gareth Southgate got a big new contract. I know it's much more money there, but um, he surely, if you were in a championship or maybe a Premier mm. League side down there, are you not thinking Steve Clark? He's a very, very good yeah, manager. He, Look at the way, and sorry, the way he handles some yeah. of these big names that we've got in the team. Yeah, and he did well at uh, West, West Brom. Brom. Yeah. And um, I thought he was really hard done by getting yeah. getting binned there. He'd, yeah. He actually had a good record, but that's the way of it down south. They, they change managers is, mm. uh, just far too regularly. But um, I think the SFA will obviously make him an offer. But you wouldn't be surprised if, if someone else is attracted to him because, remember, he's worked with uh, Kenny Dalglish at sure. Liverpool. Mm-hmm. He's worked with Jose Mourinho. Um, anyone doing their homework would think uh, this guy knows what he's doing. He's he the real deal. He was quite yeah. flippant, wasn't he? He mentioned yeah. that the other mm-hmm. night. He mentioned his contract and says whatever it was, good luck to the, the new head coach or whenever right. they, they yeah. came in, alluding to that mm-hmm. fact. You would hope that they, they can get him tied down. You would hope that he feels he's still got a job to to do and continue. But you're right, there might be you know an opportunity that comes along that maybe would catch Steve Clark off guard. Maybe he feels that you know those types of opportunities are a thing of the past. And I think when you take an international job, it's maybe seen as one of the the last steps in your career, perhaps. But for him, he, he certainly could go back in it at club level and, and do a really good job. Whether he would want to do that or not, I don't know. Because I think the work life balance is probably a lot better. Mm-hmm being an international coach as well and I know he spoke about that in the past as well being closer to family for 
longer periods of time in the year. So who knows? But he certainly managed to turn it around from the summer and he certainly got the Tartan Army on board. Of course, the SFA finances have been tough because we haven't been in many tournaments. The one we were in was during COVID, so there's not the big bucks in the years when we were World Cups every four years, Andy. Okay, Euros not so much, but it makes such a massive difference and the money trickles down and Mm -hmm. there's not enough in the game. Some good news today, though. Yeah. Would you do what Ireland did with uh, Trapattoni or Martin O'Neill? Would you let an individual fund some of the... um, some of the salary? Yes, I would say. Up. If you're asking so, me, I'd say yes. Leanne? Uh, that might be an yeah. opportunity. Would you? you you've got a few quid, Paul. I don't know if you... <laughs> a few, a few. He's auctioning exactly. it off tonight. A few. <laughs> if you're exclusive. Uh, so, no, would you? Yeah. Would you be up for that if someone was uh, paying the wages? Why not? Listen, if they think that's something yeah. that, that's suitable and that would work for the, the organisation and the individual. Yeah. Andy, Why not? would you? Yeah, I've got no problem with sure. it. Because if we did lose them, there would be a problem. Because have you seen a bond? I mean, when did you last see? Someone was on last night was asking, is he the best Scottish manager? Can you name a better Scottish manager than international manager than Stevie Clark? In fact, they were asking, who would you name at the moment in the international scene who is better than Steve yeah. Clark? Well, you, you you don't know. I think he's perfect for the role. Yeah. I actually don't think he'll be attracted to, um, you know, the Premier. Premier League or Championship. I think he's committed to international football. I think he wants to make his mark with Scotland. He's taken them to a major uh, championship. Mm-hmm. I think he wants to do it again. But, of course, with supporters, that makes all mm-hmm. the difference mm-hmm. if you can take... Can you imagine the Scotland fans in Germany at the... At Euro, oh, mm-hmm. Are you practicing? How's your German? Is it... Not too bad, are you? I see this. I'm trying to think of any word. This. <laughs> Can see the brain going. What about you? Terrible. Terrible. Nine. Yeah. <laughs> nine, nine, nine. I'm quickly trying to find. I saw one of the papers today. They had a few German phrases in there right. about uh, "Can I have a beer, please?" and "Do you have any spare tickets?" But uh, I'll spare you that one. Leanne Crichton, Andy Walker, Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show. Leanne, this weekend, where are you playing? We are at home to Dundee United in the League Cup. Motherwell against Dundee United. And Andy, I'm just doing this so I can tease for what's coming up next. Where are you? Any big games coming up for you? I was in Hartlepool last week and now I'm at Anfield. I'm doing Liverpool against Brighton. I'm looking forward to it. Not bad. Now, what would you rather do? Would you rather be playing against Dundee United for Motherwell, one of your old clubs, or watching and being (laughs) on Sky there with them all? Here we are at Anfield. What would you rather do, Andy Walker? (laughs) well, you, there's nothing beats playing football. Right. Nothing beats that. Um, and uh, yeah, I was lucky to have, what, six, 16 years full time. So that was great. And uh, I, I've been lucky to go to games, radio and telly for yep. for uh, for a bit longer than that. Yep. So um, we'll see how, how long I can keep it going. I kind of guess you would say that nothing beats playing the game. but no. And yet, you know, if you said I've got a ticket for you for Anfield at the weekend, which is special, uh, and even for Tuesday night, I wonder how many will be going down. There's not there's not supposed to be tickets, are there? They don't want away oh, Rangers. fans. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a pity. Yeah. It's yeah. a real pity. And even that uh, madness about, uh, you know, you can't go to, to Naples because they weren't uh, allowed into to Ibrox. Mm. It doesn't make sense. Doesn't, does it? Strange. What, what do you think? Quick break and then we're back. 0808 17 17 700 and we're on the socials at Go Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! go.
Top team, Leanne Crichton, Motherwell, formerly of Scotland, 74 caps. 72. 72. Generous, right. yeah, yeah. And Andy Walker, former Celtic, Scotland, Hibs, A United, Sheffield United, the Blades. Oh, we had a Blades <laughs> love in with uh, Stephen McGinn the other night. <laughs> oh, Leanne. you love that. Yeah, because he was down there as well. And he was talking about Hanny Maguire and saying what yeah. a great player he'd Knows been. Well. You feel a little bit for him, don't you? He just, he can't do any, or maybe you don't. No, but, I no don't. you don't. Okay. I, don't, I, don't. I, I do think he's yeah. overrated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they paid 80 million for him. He's a, he's a good player, but he might cost England when they continually talk about actually winning it. Uh, he's the type of player that, you know, I would like to play against him. I think there's there's a mistake there. And I don't think Pope is the answer in goal. You don't? No. No. Mm, there's a no. mistake in him. Yeah, I just think how many mistakes can Harry Maguire make? Sure. Just now I think his run of form has is, is been really, really poor. And, and players, you, you go through that, you get that. But I mean, you look at the scrutiny that we put Ryan Portis under sure. the other night making yeah. his, his Scotland debut and... Um, the way he, his mistakes are spoken about and highlighted and this is a guy that's you know valued at 80 odd million um, plays at one of the, the best teams in the world um, but he, he keeps getting picked so there's obviously something in him he must be a, a top guy off the pitch as well Who was your man of the match the other night for Scotland? I think one of the defenders, yeah, yeah. I actually think Henry, um, because yeah. when I look at the games and the amount of change that he's had around him, I think even to, you know to lose your your centre back pairing is mm -hmm. tough, but to over the those three matches lose your full backs, lose your full backs in the game and, and still need to adapt to that. I thought he was really um, he was a stalwart, you know, mm -hmm. and I think he he was a real leader. He's only twenty seven years old. Amazing. He was he was the, yeah. the old guy in the back line the other night, which is incredible. Andy. No. No gripe about that if he got a man in the match, but I, I would have given it to Porteous, given the pressure that he was under to show that he's a good player, to show mm -hmm. that he can perform, to, to show that he can be disciplined. I thought he handled everything uh, really well. And um, I think there's just a lot more caps to come for him. Let's hope so. Let's look at some of the other headlines. Well, we mentioned England there, but Nathan Patterson of Everton, he's out for five to six weeks after the injury with Scotland. Uh, yeah, it's Leanne, a blow, isn't, isn't it? It, it yeah. is a blow because he started the, the season really well. We spoke about that last week. Um, you just hope that it doesn't linger on beyond that five to six weeks. It sounds fairly superficial, but... I, that can be a long time in football because somebody else is going to get an opportunity now to come into the team domestically at Everton uh, and he's going to need to bide his time to get that opportunity again. So um, the good thing is that the international stuff, there's nothing for, for Scotland until, well, there might be a, a friendly in November, I think, but beyond that, it'll be March next year. And another right-back, Calvin Ramsey yeah. at Liverpool, he is still injured, still trying to make the breakthrough there at a level of competition it's obviously higher than uh, than Aberdeen but uh, he's injured at the moment it would be great to see him fit and pushing uh, the likes of Trent Alexander-Arnold for, for some game time at Anfield Other uh, headlines well Celtic we know about injury worries for this weekend there's no update yet Gikamakis looks to be out according to Gus Poyet I think he'd mentioned that mm -hmm. Turnbull Starfelt, Haksabanovic and Maeda as well, also doubtful. Andy, it's been almost plain sailing for Celtic, apart from the, the game with uh, St mm. Mirren. And obviously they lost to Real Madrid, but they took great plaudits. Um, would you be worried about some of these players missing, given that they struggled at uh, Paisley two weeks ago? No, I would give St Mirren all the credit for winning that game. Yeah. Celtic weren't at it, but I don't think that is their natural way to approach games. I think naturally they're, they're full of energy. Uh, I know a lot of players have been away in international duty, but um, 
I think it also tells you that the games aren't easy. You need to be at it. And uh, Motherwell have made great uh, improvement under Stevie Hamill. Um, always difficult going to Celtic. Um, but I think I think it'll be a good game. I think Celtic will win. But um, yeah, it's good to see the, the improvement that Motherwell have, have had under Stevie Hamill. Three o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah, for Celtic, just looking at some of the players there, Turnbull had the knock just before the internet. I, he, he turned up, didn't he? But yeah. was sent, yeah, he was sent put, back for treatment. Pulled out, yeah. which is generally the, the norm, I think, mm. now when you, you carry any sort of knock or niggle. Most of those players, Paul, have, you know, other than Starfield, um, they're none real starters for, for Celtic, so you would expect them to revert back to... Um, their strongest 11 you know the players that have been tried and tested there was a number of changes for the St Mirren game which backfired all credit to St Mirren as Andy said Um, Carter Vickers is is probably the the biggest one yeah he's been the um, he's been the constant for them regardless of of injuries elsewhere Starfelt we know has come in and out of the team with injuries but Carter Vickers is the biggest blow uh, he was was missing yeah they really missed his Physical mm. aspect, you know, because Curtis Main bullied uh, Welsh and uh, and Moritz Jens. So, um, you know, Carter Vickers such an important player for Ange Postecoglou. Matt O'Reilly, he's been watched by Newcastle apparently in Denmark's under-21 game against Croatia. He scored, didn't he? He scored the first goal as well. Leanne, this is going to be inevitable, isn't it? And Leicester have been watching him, you know, during the up to the transfer window just uh, six weeks ago yeah, or so. It's, it's funny actually with Matt O'Reilly because I, I really rate him. Mm. I think he's a top footballer. Um, he looks to me like he's a top athlete, only going by what I see on the pitch. Mm. Um, I think he's, his stats must be off the scale at times. But I spoke to somebody the other week and they were like, no, he's 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 not that good. He's not as good as he looks. Actually, a scout, and I was we had this debate about him, and um, I I could not believe that, that somebody had that opinion of him because from what I've seen him in Scotland, I think he's been brilliant, outstanding. Every game that he's played, um, really cool, calm, composed, technically very good. As I stay, um, as I say, sorry, gets about the pitch really well. Um, and I thought that was what Celtic were missing. You know, in the games that he's not started, you, you, he's a notable absentee. Um, so to me, there's no surprise that teams are watching him. But I say, no, listen, you've obviously not seen enough of him yeah. this season, yeah, whatever funny. you've seen it, previously it, to him. Yeah, it's uh, funny you saying that, Leanne, because I spoke to someone recently down south and they they were raving about uh, Matt O'Reilly yeah. and it was almost like an opportunity missed mm-hmm. to, to sign him and of course Celtic stepped in and One and a half million Andy Great deal I mean he'll go for a lot more if if he goes uh, I think he's he's shown that uh, he can play obviously league football his stats uh, down south before he signed for Celtic I think that alerted mm-hmm. a lot of Premier League clubs to uh, to his talent but he signed for Celtic and he, um, he'll be worth a lot more if, if Celtic want to sell him. The Celtic fans love him. There's 60,000 yeah. there on Saturday. Yeah. And Champions League, then he's off to Leipzig on Monday for the game, Monday or Tuesday for the game on Wednesday. And remember, we'll be on air Tuesday night, uh, Rangers at Liverpool. Um, we're on from six till just before the game and then we do the podcast afterwards. Uh, Barry Ferguson will be with us with Mark Guidi. And then on Wednesday night, it's an earlier kickoff. For Celtic, RB Leipzig over there in Germany, we're on air from four to quarter to six and then the game and then we do the podcast afterwards with Steen at the Radisson Red. So, Andy, it's some week coming up, isn't it? And I suppose that's why you're at Liverpool this weekend. Listen, isn't it great that uh, Glasgow has got all this talent coming, whether it's at Ibrox or Parkhead, we're just seeing the, the cream of Europe coming to our city and we are the same as, what, Madrid, uh, yeah. Milan, mm-hmm. uh, London. 
yeah. all these Multiple. Uh, major mm. cities that have got uh, a number of clubs and Glasgow's one of them it's, it's great are you going to just stay in Anfield or are you going to have it for, for Tuesday <laughs> just hang I, about listen you're pretty slim they, they might not notice you can back, just, up, back yeah, up the road back up the road it is fantastic we're looking forward to it and I know we've got the games before that but I mean, what a time to be playing for the big two at the moment. It never ends, does yeah. it? And I said to you, Paul, when I came in, I had drove yeah. um, past Callum McGregor yeah. yesterday and, and then it dawned on me. I thought, yeah. what time has he got home from yeah. the game? They, you know, they would have flown straight back. Then you're straight back into training, back into normal life and the games are coming thick and fast and it's not just run-of-the-mill games. It, you know, it's top games. It's the ones that you want to be playing he, in. There's no room to rest. He it? just seems to set himself, right, uh, another season... I'm going to play 70 games and he's rarely rarely injured I know he had that sort of uh, facial yeah. cheekbone thing did it stop him? but you know uh, he's never got a muscle injury you know, never a, a, a problem there or with any of his joints he just seems to to play the, the whole time incredible fitness Mark's been on from Motherwell actually asking both of you we're talking about Scotland players and often people maybe don't mention him because he is so consistent Liam what would you say? about Callum McGregor and oh, his he, consistency for Scotland? Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal. I actually thought, though, uh, the Ireland game, he, he could have come off because I thought he um, was just a, a couple of moments giving the yeah. ball away, just wasn't like him. And every player is entitled yeah. to, to feel like that. It was probably the first time, though, that that, you know, in a, in a long time, that it's caught my eye. And I thought, he must be tired. Yeah. You know, there must, because that is so um, uncharacteristically of him to do that. But he, it's... You know, Andy says the amount of games that he plays, the energy that he produces in those games, he's never managing himself through it. He never looks to me like he's trying to save energy. Um, he's always fit, he's always available, uh, and he always puts his head on the chopping yeah. block. You know, there's been games, season gone by, where things weren't great at Celtic. He was the one that was coming out and speaking to the media. He was the one that was carrying um, the responsibility and, and being accountable for that. And he's a, he's a fine example of a footballer. It's the, the, the mentality, isn't it, Andy? He just, as you say, 70 games a season, that's his yeah. benchmark. Yeah, I, I liken him to, I mean, I, I played alongside Paul McStay, who was a captain at Celtic. He played a lot of games. And that was when Scotland were uh, qualifying for major tournaments and Paul loved mm. to, to play for Scotland. So he, it was non-stop for him as well, but just an, an inspiration and, and sort of leads just by example yeah. and uh, that, that's a great way to lead everyone in the studio and next door stood up when you said Paul McStay respect for <laughs> Paul McStay there's a yeah. buzz about the place and yeah. I think Rangers fans would say the same about Barry Ferguson you know that the the intensity that he had the talent and that yeah. drive he, he wants to win everything it's like the ratings war here you know we're getting more and more people switching across to us yeah. as I make a switch there but it's just it's a mindset and and what a career he had, winning yeah. trophies with Rangers, uh, playing. How many caps did he get for for Scotland? He was up uh, in the sixty it, odds. No, no, it was. I think he was, was forty. It, it was forty. Yeah, because remember, like you know the the incident, and then when, oh, when he, then when he left Scotland, and that he has spoken about, about it. Yeah. I, I think that's the and only regret that he ever talks about. Maybe. It is yeah. just under the fifty, which is hard to believe, isn't it? Because yeah. of the the talent that he's got, but special players. Yeah. Um, Even but, I was yeah. on my when I was on my license with Scott Brown, yeah. and I was speaking to him, just asking him questions about towards the tail end of his career and, and what type of running will you do and will you still mm -hmm. he says more I was always doing more and he says at the end of every training session him and Callum McGregor would go toe to toe they would do box to box runs pitch runs constantly and he says Brilliant. 
in his words, the wee man was quicker than me, he <laughs> says. But over a certain distance, he could catch him up. Um, and I just thought it was really interesting when you when you think about players, because you would maybe assume that you know they take a step back and they try and save energy and, and reserve the body. But those two, like Scott Brown, the example that Callum McGregor has had, has yeah. been Scott working alongside him, seeing the way he led as a captain, his fitness levels. I, I don't know about you, Leanne, but I, it came sort of naturally to me to to give up. My my body was telling me. I just wasn't I wasn't capable anymore. I wasn't I wasn't as sharp as I thought it was. It was a it was a knee. It was a knee injury that I had and it was it kept coming back and it was a, a shooting pain. And I thought if I can get to thirty five I'll I'll call it a day. But um it's sometimes a, a really difficult decision to make mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we just mentioned it earlier, there is nothing like playing. And there is a there's a big drop in you know the, your level of excitement, your focus, because you're you 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 play a game and you you finish that game. You're thinking about the next game, mm-hmm. and when your when your career is at an end, it's it's a it's a struggle just to come to terms with that for for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's tough. But even Callum McGregor, you're you're probably looking at that international window where the toughest one is. You know they've lost to St Mirren before that window. Then it's a long break away from your club. That you feel responsible. He's a captain. You know he'll be um, wanting to. I'm sure get things back on track this weekend. Then you you come off the back of that mammoth task in those three games that you've played every minute, um, and then it's straight back to business. And you need to go and deliver on the Saturday. And you know, you know he will know he'll be starting the game. It's not as if you come yeah. back and you're looking at somebody else to to go and you know step on and, and fill his shoes. He will play every minute of every game. Phenomenal. Amazing, isn't it? Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred players being so fit, they play longer. You know, we're talking about so many. Look at the goalkeepers, and I know it's a bit different for keepers, but on it is match of the day, isn't it? Twelve thirty on Saturday, Hearts Rangers. So you've got Craig Gordon up against. Surely it'll be Alan McGregor, and both of them. What, I, I wonder. Uh, I mean, I love uh, goalkeepers who can play that long, Paul. Mm. But I do wonder when Craig Gordon is no longer playing for Hearts or Scotland, where do we go? Where, where are the goalkeepers coming through? I know that uh, we've got uh, Liam Kelly. Yep. I know that uh, Robbie McCrory, but he's, he's not getting a, a lot of game time. And you think with McGregor and John McLaughlin in front of him, when is he going to get a chance? Will he go out on loan? Uh, Sander Clark. Yeah, Sander Clark. Clark he's, I mean, he's, he's number he's two gone. behind Gordon, isn't he? So. he is, I've yeah. got to say, I thought that was a strange move. I thought he was capable of, of playing yeah. first-team football at, at a big club, but he's... He's obviously made his choice, but I think it's a slight problem if we had Craig Gordon injured because he's such a he's a big player, he's an influential player, and he constantly comes up with big saves. Just had a baby, his partner has, so he needs to keep working. He didn't quite <laughs> say that, but he's saying, I want to be playing. I want to be in the Euros in 2024 in Germany. But it is a great point, isn't it? Succession no, it is. planning for this. Liam Kelly. Yeah, no, it's an option. There's a few goalkeepers there that I'm sure would back themselves. I think when you're looking and, and comparing it with somebody like Craig Gordon, they're going to be hard to replace regardless. Yeah. Um, it's going to be tough. And I think that's probably why even Craig Gordon himself this week I'm sure there probably would have been moments that he could have put his hand up and said, you know, I need to be excused from this game or I'm going to take a step back. But I think even for him, he's getting close, he's breaking records. He's taken over the, the caps total, um, going beyond, you know, some of the, the Scotland greats. So I'm sure he's got his eye on the next one and wants to keep going. And I think there'll be a bit of him that he won't want to stop because at the, the moment you stop, you maybe worry about, 
you know, somebody comes in and takes that chance, do you then get back in again? Um, we just need to enjoy these guys for as, as long as we've got them in the game. As you say, you know, two goalkeepers this weekend, probably in opposition sides. Um, one is 40, one's yep. not too far off being yep. 40. Um, but it's great and they're a great credit to themselves how fit they've kept themselves over their career and they've actually got better, haven't they, with age? Mm. Callum McKenna, there's a name that was thrown in last night. He's a 15-year-old keeper at Queen's Park and they reckon huge things for him. Great. Mate, but I mean, at 15 for a keeper, we well, never think of... But I guess you, you do have to start young. Goalkeeping has changed in so much as you have to be more of a footballer now. You you deal with the ball at your feet and you can see the successful goalkeepers, they're happy on their left side, they're happy on their right, they can clear it uh, with either foot. And that's something you need to work on. I'm, I mean, you always look at a goalkeeper and think, I need you to make big saves mm -hmm. at big moments. And you get that with Craig Gordon, Alan McGregor. And that's the... That's a big thing for any goalkeeper. Sure, good on the left side. The right side and the back side for the goalkeepers. More next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. We're here Monday to Friday. And thank you for making the switch. Over 1.2 million downloads of the programme. Andy Walker is here, Paul Cooney and Leanne Crichton on a Thursday evening. It is great to get back to, and it's been brilliant the last week or so, but isn't it good to get back to this weekend and a full premiership? And all on a Saturday. I know you love that, Andy. Yep. Um, yep, let's look at some of the headlines. Robbie Nielsen, the Hearts boss, up against Rangers, says he expects Hearts to beat Rangers. Your thoughts? I love his attitude and why not? At Tynecastle, it's a difficult place. Uh, I saw Rangers at Ibrox against Dundee United. They won the game but certainly weren't at their best and Hearts know if they can beat them then uh, they go into second place. So there's a level of ambition there that I think has to be admired and I really like the fact that, uh, again, Stevie Clark, he's gone for Kingsley and, and Mackay when we had injuries and that's a boost to... You know, to, to players at Hearts and every other club, he's gone to Porteous to to bring him in. So, you know, if you can if you can do the job at club level, you might get a chance at international level too. Leanne, he's stirring it up. It's good. Good on him. Yeah, you've got to back your team. You know, I think as a, as a player hearing that, um, you're looking at it going, maybe we can get a point out of this game. What is the ambitions for the season? Rangers have been no means um, been convincing. You know, so you look at as Andy says, look at the performances, look at the results. Yes, they've, they've won games, but um, I don't think they've hit the heights yet. And Tynecastle is, is probably one of my favourite stadiums uh, to be at. Um, played on the pitch as well, and even in front of a crowd that wasn't that big, there was a brilliant atmosphere. You know, so I could only imagine being on that pitch when it's packed out. Um, the fans are right on you. Um, for the get-go if you can get a bit of momentum as a home team if you can put Rangers on the back foot of course you've got to have a belief but I think that's huge as your manager coming out and saying that um, and he's not saying it with any tone I don't think there's a level of arrogance about him I think he's just being realistic about his team he backs them he's recruited them he's put them together and he believes they can go and win because James Tavernier was saying that his players, they can do it, the Rangers captain, um, because the league, there's only two points in it now. And he was yeah. saying, you know, we're going to sign Castle. I don't think he said we're going to win, but he said, we're on it now. There's only two points in it. And Barry said last night, yeah, but the players need to start playing because they've not been good enough so far this season. Yeah, and I think one of the bigger players that you're looking to come up with a bit more is Ryan Kent. And uh, his, his numbers, his goals, his assists, uh, they're low. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they're too low for a, a guy of his quality. So he does need to step up and uh, do a bit more. And uh, Rangers will be favourites. They, they go to Tynecastle regularly, got a good record there. And um, I like the fact that, you know, hearts are, are stirring up. We're, we're going to beat you and we believe in ourselves. And uh, the fact that they've got international players themselves, I think it'll be a, it'll be a great contest. My good friend Ali McCoyst will be joining yeah. Ian Crocker for, for the comms on that one. So uh, Crocs loves Tynecastle as yeah. a venue to... To commentate, it's one of the one of the better ones when it's full. How's Ali getting to the game? I've got a reason for asking. Because he's sixty, he's got the bus pass. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Congratulations, Ali! He's sixty last weekend. Marvelous. So Aston Villa's all-time top scorer. Do you know who that is? It's Gabby Agbon Lahore. He spoke about Ryan Kent. You may have seen this, and he said, "To be honest, if you're not ripping up trees in Scotland, then no big club is going to look at you at all. If he doesn't buck up his ideas and start performing." It's going to affect his next move. Well, he's basically saying the same of us that he needs to improve. Yeah. But Gabby sounds like someone who's got no idea what's going on in Scottish football. <laughs> so, you know, I don't think he knows his players uh, up here. Sure. No, he, he likes to throw a grenade, I think, every now and again. Um, Gabby Agbon, the Horman, I've listened to him. He certainly tries to um, get a bit of controversy out there. But Ryan Kent, I think he does need to improve his numbers. Um, but why would you... I, I don't understand even in Ryan Kent's mind when you play at a big club like Rangers and there's still more there to be achieved and you can still improve as a player. Different if you get to the very top of your game and there's nowhere else to go at Rangers. Mm. Then you maybe look at the next move. Ryan Kent's got to be focused on being a Rangers player just now. Um, and his contract, yes, it's going to run down. There doesn't look to be that much interest in him no. just now. So mm. if he doesn't sign a new contract at Rangers and he wants to move on... I can only no. imagine right now where he's going to go to because there's yeah, not that much interest I, in him. I think there'll definitely be interest in him because a couple of years ago he would have been the type of player that cost around 15 million. And um, I think there were clubs that were prepared to, to pay that for him. Obviously, it didn't happen. Rangers didn't want to sell, and that's absolutely their right. And it worked still, out well. They won yeah, the title. Of course. Yeah. And he's still got the. Um, the option of extending his contract but I don't think it makes any sense to let his contract run down I, I think he'll probably sign for another club in January he'll sign a pre-contract and that's a that's a big mm. loss not just uh, a talented player but mm. in a business sense you're not getting any money for him Sam's been on the socials at Go Football Show and he's asking what you think of Morellis. So he's been pictured on holiday. He's entitled to a couple of days off, but not any more than that, surely. Anyway, what do you think, Andy? What do you think, Leanne, about Morellis? Is he going to be back scoring goals for Rangers? Well, he needs to be. Only time will tell. Um, I think there's huge question marks over him. I think he's a brilliant footballer. Uh, I think he's a very good striker. I think he uh, Rangers are a better side with Alfredo Morellis in the team. Um, I know Barry agrees with that and, and he goes on about that an awful lot when he, when he's on the show and speaks about him. But I think there's question marks over him. His attitudes, um, his application, his desire to be the best. Um, I think his team really, really need him right now. They need him to be firing on all cylinders. They need him to be back fit. They needed him in this window 
to drive the standards, to drive his fitness. Um, he's probably got a bit of weight that he could shift as well. I don't think he looks sharp. I don't think he physically looks as good as I've seen him look um, in recent years. Uh, and only time will tell if Alfredo Morelos wants it at Rangers. Um, another one, contract situation, bizarre. Um, looks like it's going to run down as well. Um, and there's a contract there for him. So there was one yeah. two months ago on yep. the table. He didn't sign it. We don't know if it's still there. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what will come and who knows what form uh, or mindset you will find Alfredo Morelos in. I've got to say, Cholak doesn't seem to be letting anyone down. His attitude is good. You give him service, I think he's going to score some goals, but uh, I agree with pretty much everyone else. I think if you can get a fit, sharp Alfredo Morelos, I think he's going to get you more goals. And I'm just amazed that he's not switched on and his attitude is not right. He's got Champions League games. Hmm? that he could be playing. I mean, if he wants to move, why not score in the Champions League and, uh, you know, show everyone what you can do? Andy, he came back last summer, the summer before. Remember, he'd been away with mm. his national team. He played for nine minutes or something, came back, but he didn't come back. He took a holiday. You think, and Rangers were trying to qualify. Remember, they went out to Malmo. Yeah. He could have been in the Champions League. If if you had the talent that he's got, not you personally, but people, they would use it. But the Rangers fans still love him. You know, when we were live the other week, we asked them, the Rangers fans, almost a man and woman said, oh, no, no, we love Morelos. It's I, almost like if he does it here... He is the most popular player. Yeah. And you can tell that uh, any Rangers game that uh, certainly I cover, he's, they sing about him all the time, even if he's not playing. Mm. And when he comes on, he comes on to a rapturous uh, reception. But he's letting everyone down with mm. a lack of fitness, a poor attitude. You just don't want that from any player. What no, did he, he sing? Could you sing it here on Go Radio, Andy? Or <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Sorry, Leanne. He's, cer he's certainly a game changer, though, and yeah. that's why the fans love him. Um, but that love, I think, only takes you you so far. And I think Rangers have have done well over the last you know couple of seasons. They stopped ten in a row. They won the title. They got to the final of the Europa League. Um, they delivered the Scottish Cup a lot of that was actually without Alfredo Morelos um, he, he wasn't part of many of those games towards the end because of injury so he's he still got a lot to prove I think the love there because he's, his goal scoring record speaks for itself it's brilliant you know his goals in Europe is you know second to none he scores on demand um, but only when he wants to be fit and, and chooses to be fit and I think that's the difference that you see and if you were Cholak and you, and you work alongside him every day and, you know, it's almost been in school and you see the, the classmates that misbehave and do the wrong things and, and you just go about your business quietly, never annoying the teacher and getting on with it. That's what Cholak's done. He's turned up, he's done his job, he's working hard, he's taking his opportunities when they come. Yes, he maybe could have scored a few more goals, but his numbers are okay for a new player that's arrived in the summer. I had a Premier League manager in England a couple of years ago ask me what I thought of Morelos and I said, I think he's better than what you've got. And the only thing that was holding him back then was his disciplinary record. Mm -hmm. Now, he's improved upon that, um, albeit he got sent off earlier this season, but yeah. he did he did make a concerted effort to be a more disciplined player under uh, Steven Gerrard. Mm -hmm. And so that held uh, some big clubs going for him a couple of years ago, and you just wonder what will be on offer now. But again, it's the fact that he's he's free. He can sign course, for another yeah. club in, in January if that's what he wants. Leanne, last night Rangers went out, Rangers women went out of the Champions League to Benfica. They were so unlucky. I know they were under a lot of pressure, but they scored late on. It was yeah, it, was, it yeah. was a sore one for them. Um, they got their noses in front in normal time. Then Benfica pegged them back just towards the end of the match and in, in regulation time. 
Then it went to extra time and, and they lost. I think Benfica scored. It was inside the 120th minute of the game. So the, the toughest way to lose. Um, I know they, they would have been disappointed. I think they, they gave credit. I spoke to Malky um, Thompson last week when we played Rangers on Sunday. Asked him what his thoughts were and we had went along to the game last Tuesday night at Ibrox as well. I thought Benfica looked a good side but I thought they were there for the taking. I would need to say I thought Rangers gave them maybe a bit too much respect couple of goals, cheap goals that they gave away, which it doesn't put you in the best foot to then go away from home in the Champions League. Um, but they gave it everything. They'll be disappointed because it was, you know, a, a sore way to go out of the competition. Um, you always fancy your chances and penalties. It can sure. go either way. You know, they were 30 seconds away from taking it to that. And I'm sure if you had asked Malky that on Sunday, he would have took that. Um, it's just a shame, you know, because the Champions League, the Women's Champions League, it's in a good place just now as well. You want Scottish clubs there, you want them to be doing well, um, to have that visualisation. I say it all the time for yeah. these games to be on TV, to see our best players showcasing the Scottish game um, makes it better for all, both domestically and internationally. So a real disappointment, but I'm sure an experience that Rangers will be better for. But forgive my lack of knowledge about qualification for the Champions League. How does it work for the Scottish champions? Yeah, so that would have so the champions went into round two of the almost like playoff to get into Andy. Um Glasgow City were in it round one. So they then need to play more games, whereas Rangers had went through automatically so, to so round two. Two Scottish clubs could potentially Yes, yeah. and, and both mm-hmm. sadly um have missed out this year. So um Rangers had kind of get down to the final hurdle before the group stages which is a sore one. And financially, again, for the club, it would have been a, a, a fair amount of money. Um, and when they're spending the money that they are just now to to put the club on the map, it's it's probably, from a business perspective, a sore one as well. And I want to talk to you about the Women's International next week, in fact, uh, a week tonight, and also about the new uh, deal with Sky, where the women's game gets some money as well. And a quick word, Caroline Weir, what a night for her last night, scoring for Real Madrid yeah brilliant I actually spoke to um, one of the guys at the BBC was writing a piece on her and I spoke about Caroline today brilliant footballer Mm. brilliant person Um, she's got that showcase move to Real Madrid and certainly she's hit the ground running so well done to her Somebody wants to ask what was it like playing at Tynecastle in either a derby or playing for Celtic that's a question for you as well Andy after the news The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go, 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 go. Service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. And some of the football headlines at 6 o'clock. Dyson Maeda spotted at training with Celtic at Lennoxtown today. Yeah, it's huge. Huge, isn't it? Um, he's one of the players that was listed on the, the possible doubt. So a huge bonus if he's fit and available for Celtic. Albeit he's a player that has come off the bench more often than not of late. But certainly, if he's fit and available, it's it's another good option for Ange Postecoglou to have. That's Leanne Crichton joining us this hour, as is Andy Walker. Andy, but no sign of Cameron Carter-Vickers, which is a blow. 
Yeah, Celtic really miss him. I think he's got a huge influence on the team. I love his physicality. He, he's happy to go up against anyone. I don't think you'll see anyone in the Scottish Premiership bully uh, Carter Vickers. And he has been so consistent for Celtic since signing. And Gikamakis not there today either, not spotted anyway at training. No, and he's a he'll be a huge miss. You know, whether he's come off the bench or, or started matches this season, he's a huge player, carries that goal threat. I think he's different from the others as well in, in terms of his style. And I think, you know, Motherwell, Andy alluded to earlier, they've made huge improvements under Stevie Hamill. They've got a bit between their teeth now. I think they'll be a, a, a tough um, gig at the weekend. I do think Celtic will win the match, but certainly they have get that level of physicality amongst the ranks as well both defensively and in attack you know they carry that threat so um, Giacomakis would give you that other option physically um, for Celtic if he's unavailable it's a huge blow and this hour we're going to look forward to the games this weekend and get your predictions as well another headline that came out just before six Kilmarnock striker Kel Lafferty has been hit with an SFA charge after a clip was shared online of the player making an alleged sectarian remark. The Northern Ireland International withdrew from his national side's camp earlier this month, just last week, after the incident occurred while Ian Barraclough's side were out for a team bonding session. Kelly announced soon after the video emerged online that they would be investigating the matter, so the SFA have stepped in on this one. And uh, we mentioned before the news that Robbie Nielsen was saying he thinks Hearts are going to beat Rangers on Saturday. It's that fighting talk that stirs Rangers players or they'll be right up for that game anyway, because they could go top of the table, albeit maybe just for an hour or two, but Celtic up against Motherwell. And could Motherwell do what uh, St Mirren did? Although Celtic went 364 days in the league unbeaten, as uh, I think it was Kenny Miller pointed out last week, as he was joking, not quite the year. Yeah. But uh, but that's the challenge, go and yeah. do it again. Go, and, uh, go on a long unbeaten run again. They've got the players, they've got the, the style. Uh, they've got the big personalities who can create and take chances. Um, so credit to St Mirren for ending it. We've teamed up with our friends at Clyde Build Home Improvements and this is your chance to win cash tomorrow night here on the Go Radio Football Show. All you do is predict the weekend Scottish Premiership results. No one has got them all right so far. We don't need the scoreline, just the you know win or draw uh, and the jackpot. I'm just looking... £1,300. You can register now at thisisgo.co.uk and you could come on tomorrow evening and win. £1,300, Leanne, not to be sniffed at, especially these... Yeah, Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, you would take that, wouldn't you? And Christmas sorted. It'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be bold. I think Hearts will beat Rangers. Seriously, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, yeah. Think, I think they've got the players. Uh, and again, I was at Ibrox recently. I saw Rangers win against Dundee United, but there were frailties there. And you wonder about the makeup of the starting eleven. I, I mean, I'm all, I'm all for giving young lads a chance, but um, you know, Charlie McCann, uh, Leon yeah. King, um, it's not Rangers at their strongest. And it's always interesting listening to Giovanni Van Bronker saying that it's the, it's the strongest squad that he's that he's had there. Mm. I think Rangers have had a stronger squad certainly in Stephen Gerrard's time, and maybe they've had players um, playing at a better level. You know, Ryan Kent, Morelos, we've yeah. already spoken about them. Um, Missing so, yeah. Calvin Bassey, obviously. Yeah, of course, Aribo, Aribo. and Bassey, I yeah. think, were huge sure. players uh, for Rangers. But right. uh, it'll be interesting to 
to see how they got on uh, uh, such a difficult venue. Andy Walker throws down the gauntlet. Rangers fans, what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Hearts, he thinks, will win on Saturday. We'll come back to that in a moment or two, Leanne. Uh, and what do you think is going to happen Celtic against Motherwell well seen I'm not doing the game eh? <laughs> Indeed, <yeah. laughs> Andy uh, someone's been on asking on the socials what was it like playing in a derby at Tynecastle because everyone says Leanne said it there in the first hour mm. she loved playing at Tynecastle what's it like in front of what 23,000 25,000 yeah I loved playing there for Motherwell we had really feisty games with mm. uh, Hearts Hearts had a well, Hearts were, it was around that time they almost got the title, so they had a lot of great players, John Robertson, Gary Mackay, Craig Levine, Dave McPherson. Walter Kidd was always a, a real battler, certainly, yeah. for, certainly for me. Um, did, he, did he give you a bit? He gave me a bit. Sure you give it back. That, yeah. you, you give it back, that's absolutely right. fine. Always shook hands after the game, but... Um, uh, and certainly going there with Celtic, it was always a, a tough venue. Won, won some and, and lost some there. And I played in a Edinburgh Derby, just won uh, for, for Hibs at Tynecastle. Managed to get a goal. I thought we were going to get hammered. We were 2-0 yeah. down inside the first 10 minutes. Oof. Stevie Fulton actually got the man of the match that night. He was... Baggio. He was... Baggio, he was first <laughs> class. But we, we pulled it back and we got a 2-2 a draw and... It is great to play at Tynecastle for anyone because the, the Hearts always have a, a, a strong home support mm. and uh, they always get right behind their team. It's a great venue. It's going to be some game, isn't it, Liam? Well, Andy has kicked off saying he thinks Hearts are going to win. What do you reckon? 12.30 Saturday? Yeah, I don't actually think it's, it's a, a big call that you couldn't see it happening. You know, I think Hearts will absolutely back themselves. Um, maybe a different story if it was at Ibrooks, but I think the fact that that it's at Tynecastle, it gives you that home advantage. We spoke about Rangers and, and the run of form and the performances that they've produced. They haven't been convincing. So if there's ever a time to get Rangers and you know to get at them, it would be this weekend off the back of a break where everybody stopped and um, you look to try and get going again. It's the early kickoff. Hearts are in a good place. You know, they've got good players. We spoke about that, international players now. Um, and when you've got a goalkeeper like Craig Gordon, you're, you're always in a game. You know you know he'll come up with a big save, a big moment. Um, he'll lead from the back. So it's going to be a big ask from Rangers to go there um, before Celtic play as well, which we know, you know, that's where the pressure comes. You know, the way it looks, Celtic could really make up the, the points that they dropped against um, St Mirren if they beat Motherwell before kicking a ball, you know, because those points then, um, Rangers don't take advantage of them. So there's all to play for. Um, but I, I think it'll be a brilliant game. I don't yeah. think there'll be a lot in it either way. Possibly if I was going to call it just now, I would I would call a draw. Because I, I, I do think Rangers have got the potential to go there and drop points. Could you choose the team? And I'm asking that because it's difficult, isn't it? You know what Celtic are about at the moment under Ange Postacoglu. We talked about it a little bit last night and there isn't a clarity at Rangers about... Yeah, who's, that's, cho who's choosing, that's a good point. Who's choosing yeah. the players that are coming it's in? It's not so, a natural yeah. uh, go-to starting yeah. eleven. You yeah. do wonder who will play at the back. Will Sands play? Exactly. Will King play? Mm -hmm. um, ben Davis, does he come in? Yeah, uh, Ben Davis, Yilmaz, they've been yeah. on the bench. Uh, how long does it take for you to get fit? How much uh, you know? Yeah. practice time are you mm -hmm. playing in uh, you know, games that they're obviously having at the, at the training ground? So um, Nearly four million for Davies. Nearly five million for Yilmaz but they've hardly featured and that is unusual and I get what you were saying Andy yep. but the manager's saying well this is my strongest squad it doesn't quite right. the Rangers fans are saying no it's not 
Well, these guys have come in for a lot of money and yet he goes to Leon King, he goes to Charlie McCann and he puts them in front of people that have cost a lot of money. So he, he sees them at training every day, as he as he keeps saying. So you just wonder if it's, he's trying to send a, a message that these younger players mm. have got a better attitude and might, might, might cope better than some of these players that have cost a lot of money. I think if I was to pick the team just now, it would be a tried and tested I think Van Bronckhorst will go back to his players as reliable players. Your Arfield, your Davis in the middle of the pitch. I think Kent, you know, will start. I do think um, Cholak might lead the line, um, and that would be the one that perhaps will cause a bit of debate because it was between Morelis. He started the game, he dropped out. Then Cho- I think he's in limbo just now. Van Bronckhorst. I don't think he knows who um, who to go with, and I think he's trying to be fair. But you can only be fair for so long then you need to get the players on the pitch that you think can win you the game. And I think you'll go with that on Saturday. Do you think if he regrets anything, and he's only two points behind so far, but he regrets making John McLaughlin the number one this season? I don't think he'll regret it because yeah. I think it was perhaps something that, that had to be tried and he had to go with it. He had to give him that option. Um, and from what I believe, it, that, that was maybe a conversation that was had and that Alan McGregor was, was perhaps okay with that to a point which I find strange because yeah. I, I don't understand why he would extend his contract to to be there as a number two I don't see Alan McGregor as a number two um, to anyone not at that stage of his career certainly um, but I think John McLaughlin it was tough for him you know it was tough for him to come in again trying to fill the, the gloves of a goalkeeper like Alan McGregor You're McGregor always, will play at Tynecastle eh? yeah oh yeah yeah, I think he will. I, and I think he'll probably play the majority of, of the season. I don't see it changing. He's the, num- he's the number one now. And he showed his quality against... Um, uh, who was the Champions League game? Against Napoli. Napoli, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Barry was saying he last night, he saves. reckons that Leon King will be in the back four, but it will be Tavernier will be there, Goldson, and rather yeah. than Sands, it will be King and then Barisic. Yeah. Which, if I'd said that to you three weeks ago, you'd say, no, yeah. that's not going to happen. But then, Leon's spoken about the midfield and you're talking yeah. about Davis and you're talking about Arfield and they are your go-to players yeah. who you can maybe trust. Maybe Ryan Jack is, is uh, another yeah. one. Lundstrom, uh, I think, will always play. And then up front, you're looking for Kent to do more. He'll play, mm-hmm. but you're looking for him to do more. Uh, I think it'll be Cholak. And then you've got, I don't know, Matondo, Tillman, I, I, either or. Again, players that have come in and you need to ask them to do more. They're not doing enough. Sure. Is it a good size of pitch to play on? I know we all know it's so tight. I've been there many times. But on the pitch at Tynecastle, I'm thinking of Ryan Kent. Has he got that bring space up that there? Time that I fell over, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting towards that, you Andy. Don't have, yeah. You don't have much space, do you, beyond the touchline, yeah. Andy? Andy, have you yeah. ever been knocked into the advertising hoarding? And <laughs> I had a bizarre experience at Tynecastle one night playing there for Celtic, and I'd stopped the ball on the touchline I knew Boydie, Tam Boyd, was uh, coming up in support and he took on. We actually created a, a good chance. But mm-hmm. anyway, I didn't go into the the, the stand, but I fell over uh, the, the hoardings and I was sort of halfway uh, over. Anyway, this Hearts fan just absolutely battered me on the back of the head. Thought, thought nothing of it. <laughs> yeah. You get back on the pitch and, um, and then the police come in that... Uh, at uh, full time, do you want to press charges? So they got the they got the guy, but under no circumstances was I pressing charges against uh, a football really? fan. You'd yeah. never hear the end. Of it. My goodness! Thank, thank goodness we don't see that too often. Although Neil Lennon had uh, a moment there as well, which was it is ridiculous. Yeah. And we hope that the the fans stay off. I know you're smiling we, about it now. Uh, but it happened so long yeah. ago, and people. Sometimes when I see yeah. old Celtic pals, old teammates, they bring it up. Do they? Uh-huh. Ah, just as a. Just yeah. as a laugh. 
Tuesday, isn't it? The players take a lot, hopefully not that very often. No, they don't, they don't yeah. deserve anything like that. You know, I'm glad Andy can laugh about it now. Yeah. Um, hopefully Maybe I was enough. affected, I don't know. <laughs> Some of the rubbish I came out with. Was it a Celtic fan? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> Leanne, have, you ever, right, yeah. have, you, have you ever had the manager chasing you on saying, right, off? Uh, yeah. A few times, yeah. trying to get me off the pitch. Um, bad performances, not a time cast, so it's a brilliant venue to play at. Um, really nice pitch. Uh, and they've, they've developed it quite a lot as well, the new stand yeah. that's been developed. Um, it's a nice stadium even on the outside now there's lots of work that's been carried out to it but that won't matter on Saturday it'll be 11 v 11 on the pitch and um, two sets of players going at it and hopefully you know they'll be hoping that they come out and top both for um, very similar reasons this time you know in terms of league position So we mentioned uh, Hearts Rangers Andy thinks Hearts are going to win Leanne thinks it's going to be a draw you reckon score draw probably probably let's yes. hope so you know, um, let, need let's goals. hope loads need of goals, goals yeah. yeah absolutely what about then Celtic against Motherwell Leanne what do you think is going to happen we don't know the Celtic lineup. we'll have to find out but strong yeah, uh, be strong yeah, yeah I think Celtic will they'll get the result you know I think Motherwell I hope they give a, a good account of themselves which they they have done in games, even the Hearts game, you know, it was 3-0, but it was it was never a 3-0 no. game with the chances that they had. So that's been their biggest problem at times is taking the chances when they're on top. Um, different story, I think, when you go to Celtic Park. Celtic are a, a different animal at Celtic Park and they've blown teams away. Um, we've seen that not just this season, but last season as well. I don't know how many games I was at and it was, you know, four plus five, six goals at times. Um, if they get into the rhythm and they get going early, it's going to be a tough afternoon. Um, so I think Celtic will win the game, um, but I don't think there'll be too much in it. Opportunity then if CCV is out, Starfield's out. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you think is going to be in for Celtic? Well, Jens and uh, Welsh, Welsh played at, uh, at St Mirren. Uh, didn't really play all that well so there, there's maybe a debate about them starting the game but it's you always look at Celtic playing at home they're, they're creative players from middle to front yeah. the options they have um, and there's no no more difficult venue for Motherwell than going to Celtic Park and the record that Celtic have home games over the last couple of seasons is astonishing I know that um, a, was it Livy got a draw there last year yeah yeah and um, but I mean Celtic's record has been absolutely mm. magnificent, and they they are likely to to get one, they get two, they get three, mm. uh, they 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 don't stop just settling for a you know a one two goal margin. They're they're always at it, and then you've always got these options from the bench. Mm. Ange Postecoglou, it's it's a familiar sight around the hour mark. You'll get two or three players coming on. He loves three, doesn't he? Yeah. To, to shove them on. Yeah, yeah. it will. It will yeah. be interesting though to see if, if Celtic, if it was just a blip, you know, against St Mirren with the changes that unsettled them, mm. a couple of players missing. Um, we've mentioned that Carter Vickers is a huge loss. So without that, you don't have that same stability. You don't have that same spine of the team. Um, then you lose Jackie Marcus, who I think has been huge. You know, I think arguably there, there should have been more games this season that he started, um, but he, he hasn't been given that opportunity Kyogo I think he's been brilliant but I still think there's more in him I think you can still get him to a different level um, perhaps a level that we've seen at times last season when he when he arrived in Scotland um, so it will be interesting because it's maybe the, the first time uh, it's not pre- it's not a different type of pressure for Celtic certainly um, but they haven't lost a game for so long so how do they bounce back after that defeat is going to be the big question it sure is Scoreline then, Andy. What do you reckon? What's your prediction? Your old club. 
Well, you're two old clubs. The Andy Walker Derby. I yeah. think Celtic. I think Celtic yeah. will win by at least a couple of goals. How good is Kyogo going to be, and how important for Celtic to retain the title? Don't you just love his uh, attitude? Oh, yeah. Even when he yeah. comes off the pitch, he turns yeah. and he bows as if yeah. he, it's just a pleasure to have played here, and uh, he's got so much uh, respect for his teammates. But he's a he's a hard working striker. Mm-hmm. He, uh, his movement is terrific. Um, he can come short and receive it. He can go in behind. He chases every defender down, uh, you know, forcing them into uh, a quick pass. And sometimes that's the catalyst for Celtic to to win back possession. So he's not just a goal scorer, a real team player, hard worker. And um, yeah, he'll get a barrel load this season. Is he going to end up a Celtic great? Well, he's got that ability, but of course, uh, you know, the vultures are always looking at Scottish football. Anyone yeah. who's doing really well, um, it just depends what he wants. He'll, um, uh, I think, he loves being here at the moment. He's um, he's not quite at the level of Jota in terms of um, you know fan favourite, yeah. but he, mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's too far behind. And uh, Celtic fans just love to see him play. They love his attitude. Yeah. That's all you want. Give absolutely everything you've got when you put that jersey on. Leanne. Yeah, no, I would need to agree. Yeah. I think he's a real infectious character. I think when you watch him play, uh, other players buzz off of his energy. Um, as Andy mentioned, the press, whether it's from the front or the back press, you know, when they beat those lines, he never stops. I think he's always switched on. Um, there's been a couple of games this season, I would need to say, that I've watched him and he's been quiet though, um, which is unusual. Then there's other games that you watch him, Dundee United, you know, and he's incredible and he's finishing and his ability. Um, is unquestionable but I still think he's got another level this season that he can get to I think he's, he's consistency um, and his goals you know if, if you supply and you give him opportunities he will take them but he just looks like a brilliant teammate So if you were on the score predictor with Clyde Built Home Improvements what would Leanne Crichton be putting this down? I'd go Celtic 2-0 2-0 Celtic quick break and then we're back The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go Good news if you're on the M77 northbound it's now cleared so traffic moving normally on the M8 eastbound travel time is still around 20 minutes that's eastbound Junction 24 Helen Street at Govan so that's with the roadworks Delays there every single morning and evening. Uh, Eight one four stop cross street in Glasgow eastbound. The traffic is easing. That's the good news. There was a fifteen minute delay, but it's down to about five minutes. That's roundabout Finiston Street, and that's you up to date on goal. Paul Cooney on the Goal Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Leanne Crichton, Andy Walker. And loads of your comments coming in. It's Sunday morning, eleven to twelve, the business show. Hunter and Hockey, and it's going to be with Liz Cameron, CBE, who's the boss of the Chamber of Commerce in Scotland. So she'll be here uh, 11 till 12 on Sunday morning. It was great to hear from Willie. Uh, Last night he was in preparing for the show and we spoke to him a bit about the football finances in these really difficult times and also a bit about the TV deal, which we touched on on Tuesday night, Andy Walker. Uh, Leanne, you weren't here then, but saying that's good. And he was saying, well, he was saying good to have that money in the bank just now, a a four-year extension, because things are really, really tough and there was no other really big bids for it. So 30 million over the the five-year term. Yes, and I, I know that uh, everyone's excited about uh, you know just uh, getting involved in the women's football. The game is growing all the time. Uh, Leanne will know 
uh, more about that than than I. Uh, but um, I think it's great that we're we're starting to get a, just almost a, a new audience. And I think yeah. we've spoken about it before. Isn't it great that young girls can look up to some of these players that uh, will be performing in front of the cameras, and they've got they've got role models to look course, at, and yeah. they can you know they can become uh, part of their heroes. Yeah, Thirty million a year coming in over the five years, so one hundred and fifty million. And good news then about the women's game getting some of that. Yeah, which is in line with the men's deal. I think that was why it took a bit of time. I know there was chat about the women's deal, probably July time. Uh, it's just been signed off, I think, because it's in line with the men's deal as well. So there's, I think, it's maybe about three point seven million over the seven year contract, which a lot of people might hear that and think it's not an awful lot of money. But it's the biggest coverage of the women's game that we've had. It's you know on the table, yeah. um, the, most, the most money yeah. um, that will be filtered down. You know, league placings, one and two champions, runners up, whatnot, and then from there down it will filter down not only the the Premier League but the Championship as well, which is an opportunity to bridge the gap as well for those teams that are striving um, to invest in their women's teams and, and get them up into the top flight. It gives the, the clubs that are there a bit of money. It's also the first time that there's been a League Cup sponsor as well. Um, and also that carries prize money, which is an added incentive as well for teams and clubs to, to really invest in that tournament. So it's brilliant for the game. I know the £30 million you know, for the men's TV deal is maybe frowned upon from a lot of people, but if it's the only offer that's on the table... You know, why would Sky pay any more money than what the offer is there? They're not being challenged, so I think the money is good. It's an improvement. Um, Scottish football needs to do more to keep bigging itself up and driving the standards and, and driving the commercialisation, both in the men's and women's side alone. But I think for the women's side especially, you know, it could be game-changing. When you look at the coverage this season, BBC Online, live-streamed matches, BBC Alba, the most games that they've ever shown, Sports scene highlights show on a Monday night. Now you're going to have minimum five games on Sky Sports over the course of a season. It might include League Cup final. Um, I'm sure it'll be the old firm games. I don't think you'll see Motherwell on no. Sky Sports, if I'm being yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, we might, we yeah. might need to wait till next season for that um, to go Glasgow and make City. a mark. Yeah. But it's going to be the top side and that's yeah. what you want. Go and showcase the game in its best light. Gets more commercial partners interested. Gets more revenue into the game. Gets the visualisation going. Drives the Scottish game. We're always playing catch up with England. You look at the summer they've just had. Course, you look at the yeah. investment down there in the WSL. And the thing uh, is, this is only the start. Only of the beginning. The investment Andy. for Scottish is. football. I think it will uh, get better. It will get bigger, and eventually you'll get more money. A week tonight, we'll be at Hamden for Scotland women against Austria in the World Cup playoff semi-final. Huge game. What do you think our chances are against the Austrians? We've got a good chance. We've got a good chance. They are a good side. They were in England's group in the summer at the Euros. They gave a, a decent account of themselves there. Um, they're a top side. We've played them a, a couple of times over my international career. I think maybe the last time I played them was around 2016, possibly, I want to say. Uh, I think we came out on top of that. It was a friendly tournament. But they're a good side. They've been building, they've been growing, they've been developing. They got to the, the Euros in the summer. It was a huge incentive for them to come to, to Scotland. I'm sure it was a draw that pleased them mm -hmm. as well because they'll see it as a game that they can go and win. And then the winners of that match will then face Republic of Ireland next Tuesday evening at Hamden again. So hopefully um, the players can do enough to get through it. We spoke about Caroline Weir earlier. As long as everybody's fit and available. For me, Scotland have got a better group of players whether they turn up and they perform on Thursday night, um, they'll need 
the fans behind them. So I really do hope the Tartan Army turn out in their numbers. It's a perfect time off the back of the triple header, Paul. Um, the crowds have been good enough at Hamden. I think they can still get better. Well, what was the crowd last time? I think it was about seven and a half thousand, if I remember. Um, the biggest crowd that we've had was was eighteen and a half thousand against Jamaica in the World Cup send off. So you're looking realistically, you want to be going and hitting, you know, over ten k for me. Yeah. And I do hope the fans come out because what a difference it will make to the players on that night if they do. And I hope the SFA promote it and get the message out there. And we certainly will here in Go Radio. Yeah. Uh, let's get people out. More and more people talking about the women's game. Look at the crowds in England at the weekend. Was it 47,000? Yeah, for the London Derby. Yeah. yeah, it's brilliant. I think there's loads of, I think there is group deals and, and whatnot yeah. going on. So if there's, you know, any teams that are, are listening and coaches that might think to give the players a night off training, get yeah. young kids along mm-hmm. as well, um, senior teams as well. I know we've given the players the opportunity in the past to, night off training there's tickets to the national team match get along support the players look at the future um, that's your role models that's who you should be aspiring to be um, and honestly it does make a huge difference and I know how much it will mean to the players um, if they've got a bit of noise with them on Thursday who was, your, who was your first cap against? it was Poland oh. uh, it was a long time ago I had my first I had my first cap yeah. though when I was 19 and then yeah. I, I didn't have another cap for I think it was five years after that really why just work commitments Paul I yeah. couldn't get time off it was always take unpaid leave um, you were always a fringe player and probably at that time it was it was too much to ask you know you were going away maybe at times 10, 12 days unpaid leave it was it was just unrealistic um, once things settled down I got myself back in the team 2013 and I was never out until the, the day that I retired other than and, and then one camp look, and then you look at the improvement now and if you can imagine the improvement two years down the line, five years down the line, ten years down the yep. line, I think it will grow and grow. Mm-hmm. I mean, two years ago, we called you, Leanne, during the programme and she was off to the Champions League. Um, but you couldn't be full-time. Even at Glasgow City, who were the number one team for so many years, you had to have other jobs. I know you were studying as well. Um, so the more people we can get to go and pay to get to the games... Mm-hmm because the standard is improving, then it will help. We mentioned Caroline Weir scoring last night for Real Madrid. Erin Cuthbert playing at such a high level That's at Chelsea. It. Yeah, no, you looked at you know players from Real Madrid to mm. Chelsea, um, Man United, Arsenal, they're all there. They're yeah. all there to see. You know, Rangers, um, Celtic, you've got players in the squad, Glasgow City, we know. So it's it is the best group of players that you can see. If you want to have role models, you want to see what the game is about, and, and you doubt maybe how good women's football is, get yourself well, along to Hamden uh, next week and you'll see how good it is. And and it is important to win because when you get to a, a World Cup, yeah. I mean, that is really a, a milestone for anyone. I mean, I remember mm. all the World Cups I watched when Scotland mm. were, were playing when I was growing up and you, you wanted to aspire to... What do you remember? One of them, take one of the games. Give us one of them that a young Andy Walker was enjoying. Well, I was well, I was 13 when we had the disaster of going to Argentina. 78. 78. Mm. And yet we beat uh, Holland who uh, went on to the final. Archie Gemmel goal. Archie Gemmel yeah. goal. We were 3-1 up and we had to win by three goals. Mm. We thought there was a slight chance of doing it, but yeah. then... Uh, as I keep saying to Alan Ruff, he chucked one in, but it was uh, <laughs> a battle yeah. in for, Who was it? Rensenbrink. Put yeah. it in for about 30 yards or yep. so. But, but, that's, but, what, uh, that's what used to happen. But Stevie Clark is yeah. now saying our mentality is different in the men's yeah. game, that we should go and compete. Uh, you know, you mentioned about Rangers last night at Benfica in the women's game. They maybe didn't quite realise how good they are. We sometimes, don't we, against these European names, Benfica. Yeah. 
that we feel there's, slightly inferior. There's so many teams now as well, though, Paul, that probably there's the unknown. Mm -hmm. So I think Benfica are, are one of those teams that are on the up. There's been a, a fair bit of investment in their team. The Spanish league, Portuguese football, everything's improving. So it's hard to actually at times get a real gauge because there's so much acceleration and it's going from A to B as, as quickly as that. Um, because they've, they've, they've not done much in the Champions League before, Benfica. You know, they're an unknown team in European football, the same way Rangers would have been. Um, but they're filled with top players, you know, and there's top players across the globe now. So even that 78 team that I'm talking yeah. about, so Bruce Reich, who played there, he went on to be my manager at uh, Bolton. Yeah. Uh, Tom Forsyth played yeah. in that game the against uh, Holland, and yeah. he went on to be my coach at Motherwell. His son, David, so, listens to this programme often. Yeah. Well, there's that's just a, a couple of players yeah. that eventually had mm. an impact on on my career, and of course, I always remembered them from you know playing at the highest level. The World Cup. When will we be back in the men's game and the women's game? Led the way a few years ago, yeah, so well, let's hope summer. we're back. Yep, we'd love to be back. It's uh, the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Paul Cooney, with Leanne Crichton and Andy Walker. The SPFL announced today their highest ever turnover. That's good news. They paid out their biggest ever sum to the clubs. Also good news. They took in £39.5 million. We'll call it £40 million. That's up 7%. Club fees for the campaign were twenty nine million seven hundred. Can we call that thirty million? So that's out to the clubs, five percent up from the previous year. And additional payments to the clubs included prize money and TV facility fee payments from the Premier Sports Cup, the League Cup, two million seven hundred eighty seven. So two point eight million. It's going in the right direction. I know at times we say that's not enough but it is getting better. Other headlines, Celtic injury sweat over Cameron Carter-Vickers, reports that Gikamakis is out. They didn't train today. And then they're waiting to hear about David Turnbull. Starfelt, who's been out for quite some time. Haxabanovic and Maeda. Maeda trained today at Lennox Town. Uh, Matt O'Reilly was watched the other day by Newcastle scouts playing for Denmark under-21s. He scored, but everyone in Scotland, every neutral and every Celtic fan would hope that he stays for some time. 1.5 million. Could he be a player of the year, Matt O'Reilly? I don't see why not. Yeah. I don't see why not. I think if he can add maybe numbers his game yep. more goals um, you know get himself on the assists because a lot of the assists from Celtic come from those wide areas if he can create a bit more centrally um, I don't see why not but he's a, he's a top operator for me I think he's looked brilliant in the short time that I've seen him um, performance wise I think he looks like a very consistent player and if he can do that over you know and throughout the season there's no no reason why not that he would be considered at the end of the season you're always drawn to the, the personality players like Jota and yeah. Kyogo mm. they get the goals <clears throat> they get the, some of the spectacular moments that they've already had uh, Jota with goals at Aberdeen his goal against Rangers uh, but O'Reilly I think is a great provider uh, another great worker as well plays in such a clever position at times Celtic have got a, a real threat from middle to front but um, yeah, long way before we of get, course, uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, player of the year contender. I see Jota is saying that Celtic need to be more clinical. They have to take their chances, and he's obviously thinking about the Real Madrid game, but also uh, that game against Shakhtar. Well, these, away. yeah, these games coming up against Leipzig, they'll probably yep. determine Celtic's fate. Um, you know, if they can get what four points out of six, then they'd really be. They might have a chance of finishing second. Who knows? Depending they could get on six out of six. Yeah. Well, so, if they did, they would certainly be in pole position mm -hmm. for for getting sec uh, second. I've spoken to some Celtic supporters who don't want second. Why? They would rather their team finish third so that they could get in the Europa League 
and have a two-legged affair and they think they might be able to uh, to get further in the tournament. But you want to win games and you want to... Imagine going to a knockout game uh, for, for Celtic in the Champions League. That's exactly what you want. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, it's, it's funny. A mindset of people yeah. at times mm. is strange. I think as a footballer, um, you, you probably don't ever have that mindset. You want to win football yeah. matches. You want Never. to test yourself against the best, um, even if it brings at times a bit of heartache as well. You, you want to be able to say you got to that level of that competition. It was the best. Um, you were mixing it with the best players in the world. So um, I think, you know, that's what the players will be hoping for. Fans might look at it differently in terms of a fan experience and mm. where they would maybe like to go or, or could you go and, and you know replicate what Rangers did last season get to a Europa um, League final who knows um, but not as a, as a player the mindset won't be that Also there's nothing to beat playing the Tuesday or the Wednesday and then you play on the Saturday rather than the Thursday Sunday yeah. it's not the same for no, the fans not. is it? It's no. not No but I mean it's the way of the world now there's games on every night <laughs> uh, every night in life you can watch football from, from some uh, country or another and I tell you, we'll really miss it when the. I mean, I know we've got a lot of games to watch in the World Cup, mm -hmm. but we'll miss it in a it's so bizarre shutting down uh, for such a long time this winter. Do you think it's a mistake? I mean, you get no option, though, have we? Or we'll have we? No is that a world ruling, isn't it? I'd, FIFA. I yeah. think you're always going to take the World Cup round every continent, mm -hmm. and uh, there'll come a time in the future when you'll go to the Middle East again, I'm sure. And we'll find new stars, won't we? We'll be talking about new players. I mean, yeah. the great players that have emerged in World Cups over the years, and from countries that we didn't expect at the time, Cameroons yeah. or whatever. Yeah. For us, it was Peru, wasn't it? Against Scotland. Peru. And then Iran and back Iran. in 78. Yeah. But we had some great results I'm quickly trying to think when we beat Sweden I remember in yeah. Italia 90 well that was 90 remember I remember yeah. 82 when we went to Spain and we Indeed. beat New Zealand and then Brazil in beat Lourdes, us of Lourdes. course but Dave yeah. Neri scored that uh, never Wonder. to be forgotten goal yeah. uh, and then 86 in Mexico yeah. See. when you remember Gordon Strachan at the advertising Horden's trying to jump over I was at these matches were you working then? I was yeah 82 Marvel. and 86 I was lucky Marvel. enough a very young a reporter covering the World Cup. It was well, amazing. I mean, I've never yeah, had I've never had that experience working. Oh, well, I certainly didn't play like at a major yeah. tournament, but I've never had the experience working at a, a major tournament. It must be great. You two have played at them, and I'm sure you will in the coming uh, years. Maybe not playing Leanne, but uh, you'll you be covering. Know. You never know. <laughs> Quick break, and then we're back. We're going to get your score predictor. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go. Go, 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 go. Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney, Leanne Crichton, Andy Walker. And looking forward to the weekend. Let's look at some of the other games. Andy Walker earlier. Well, I know, yeah. I, I know Kilmarnock have got their problems just now with sure. Kyle Lafferty, but they're up in uh, Aberdeen and I fancy them uh, to get a point. I think Derek McInnes will be really keen to put up a, you know, a show. He spent so long at Aberdeen, brought uh, a lot of consistency there, won a trophy, of course, had them finishing second regularly. And I think you want to go there with Kilmarnock and, uh, you know, put on a show. I fancy them getting a point up there. But goals have been an issue for them, Andy, and you know the breaking news this evening yeah. with the SFA, um, it would be a 10-match ban wow. if the notice of complaint against Kel Lafferty is upheld because of uh, a video that he yeah. is on it and there's a sectarian slur in it. So that'd be a 10-game ban. And that's been their problem, one of the biggest problems. Where are the goals going to come from? Yeah, 
goals are an issue. Yep. Are an issue. Yeah, and it'll be a huge loss to them. Um, albeit there's been a couple of matches actually that he's not started. Um, I wonder if it was actually the last game off the top of my head because I remember looking at the lineup and thinking, strange that he, he's not included. Um, yep. It was neither Lafferty or Shaw. So it's been it has been an issue, um, and and Derek at times has opted for different personnel for for various reasons. I think it'll be a tough gig for them at the weekend, with or without um, Kyle Lafferty. I think Aberdeen are in a decent run of form. They've got a bit about them. Um, they've they carry a goal threat. I think they are a good team at home as well, and I think that they'll get the win. I think they'll beat Kilmarnock, and I actually. If Kilmarnock were to lose Kyle Lafferty for 10 games, if that is found to be true, what a blow that would be for them because they don't have the biggest squad and they have struggled with goals, as you say, Paul, and they've not had a lot coming even from the middle of the pitch. Uh, Kyle Lafferty gives you that threat as well from set pieces, even in games that are tight. So it'd be a huge blow if they lose him. He's the type of player that can keep you up. He can yep. keep yes. you, His goals can keep you away from the bottom two, never yep. mind being relegated being in that playoff spot he's the type of player that uh, knows his way to goal yeah. and I fancied him to, to score regularly this season yeah. obviously if he's he's still fit but this is a yeah this is a big deal so Kelly going to the game at Petodre at three with only four points after the seven games and Aberdeen who will still be smarting because they were ahead against Hibs they fancied themselves but they lost what 3-1 wasn't it and Oliam Scales was off uh, Aberdeen on ten points so what's your scoreline there at Petodre? I'm going for a 1-1. 1-1, one, one. <laughs> one, one, says Andy. Leanne? I think 2-0 Aberdeen. Right, OK. Yeah, So them. OK, that's your... I'm just taking a note here for our score predictor. What about Dundee United against St. Johnson then? A bit of a, a derby there. Yeah, uh, and I'm going, Fox. To, I'm going to yeah. take them to get their... Uh, is that, will that be their first win? In the, uh, well, yes. their first win of the season. Yeah, I right. think yep. they will beat St. Johnston. Right. I know Nicky Clark has gone mm-hmm. to St. Johnston, has started well, scoring goals. He'll be keen to to go back to Tannadice and put one on them but I think United with our new manager and the players playing for him I think they'll get the first one of the season What do you think Leanne? I think it could be a draw I've liked St Johnston um, with the addition of Nicky Clark as Andy says I think they've, they've carried more of a goal threat middle to front they look like a more aggressive side. Uh, I think before they looked more defensively shaped up. Um, but I think Callum's got them playing. Uh, Callum Davidson's got them yeah. playing a bit braver now. Uh, as I say, middle to front. I fancy maybe a score draw with that 1-1. One, one. United on the bottom on two points after seven. No goal, no um, wins, as Andy said. At St. Johnson, seven games. Started really badly, but seven points, which is decent. What about Liam Fox? What do you know, Leanne, about him? How do you think? I know there's been a bit of criticism saying, look, it's a cheaper option because he's with the club. Um, which but, is. Yeah, of course, because they're just paying <laughs> off. But he's in the job, yeah, isn't he? Sure. It's, it's always the person that's in the job that um, it's theirs to lose almost. And he's given a decent account of himself. I think the club will know him. They'll know how he operates under Jack Ross. He, he was there as assistant. Um, and he's, you know, he's at least turned them into a competitive side in those last few matches. Um, and it is the cheaper option. So yeah. from a business perspective, it's probably the right choice to make. I don't think Dundee United could afford getting it um, way wrong by you know going and spending more money to bring in another coach, whatever you know calibre of coach that that would have been, and it not working out. So I think Liam Fox is the easy option for them. Um, but he's got a, a tough gig to, to get them going because, as Andy says, they're still without a win. Let's go to Dingwall, Ross County against Ryan Portis's 
I'm going I'm going to go for another surprise home win. Right. Why? I like Ross County. I like the way that Malky approaches games. I, I think he's got a lot of pace in his team. And uh, they're due a win. I think they're they're good enough to take on a a hip side who um are so inconsistent, aren't they? They've got Ryan so, Porteous. Who <laughs> did so well Portis, the other night. The new, the new Scotland star, but <laughs> yeah. no, I'm going to go for a narrow 1-0 win for Ross yeah, County. I think you hinted at that the other evening. Leanne, what do you reckon? Yeah, it's a good shout, actually. Um from Andy. I think Ross County are a good side. I don't think they've they've proven how good they are yet. Um I don't think the, the points tally reflects the players that, that Malky's brought in there. Um and they'll be desperate for a home win. I think they've only got one win so far this season. Um, Hibs yes they've looked a lot better um, Martin Boyle certainly uh, you know having him back in is, is a huge boost Ryan Portis I'm sure will be filled with confidence after the week that he's had but I have yet to see Hibs convincingly beat a team this season when it is 11 v 11 which they have failed to do most of their points that they've picked up they've had a player advantage in most of those games and the Rangers game they had a, a two player advantage for the, the closing of course, minutes yep. of that match so for me I think there's, there's still question marks over their style and their identity It'll be good to see Aidan McGeady back when he is but he's not back yet I don't think no. but the big signing from Sunderland who joined and, us in the programme a few weeks ago Yeah and he is someone who can make the difference he's yep. still got a lot to offer uh, so hopefully he's fit again soon It's going to be October the 1st these games of course we're looking forward to them and what about St Mirren against Livingston then two of them top six and they'd love to stay there what this, do you think Andy? I'm yeah. going to go for another draw because I like the way that Livingston uh, go about their business mm -hmm. uh, they're always the underdog I think they're quite happy with that and I think you always get a reaction St Mirren had such a huge performance against Celtic and I think you always get a, a bit of a come down after it and uh, Livingston are tough opponents I'm going to go for a dull nil-nil oh a dull nil-nil still staying on that <laughs> ok <laughs> I think it could be a draw actually as well um, I think it would be a score draw right enough I think both teams have carried a decent goal threat um, St Mirren showed that against Celtic Livingston you know Joe Nubley brilliant addition watched him a lot yep. last season in the championship brilliant player gets him up the pitch creates opportunities Um and middle to front, I think Livingston have got a bit about them. Set piece wise, they always carry a threat as well. Um, so I expect there to be goals, but I don't think there'll be much between the sides which will reflect their league standings as well. And of course, if either of them wins, then they move up because they're both in 12, they'd move on to 15 points. And if Hearts were to lose to Rangers, then they'd move in up we, to we did this. Point. We did yeah. this daft thing at the start of the season where you put your neck on the line, yeah. Paul, you know what it's like, sure. give your one to 12, and I had mm -hmm. St. Man bottom. <laughs> I thought they would get relegated, so they have... Uh... Scholar of the game like you, but I know, you never know. <laughs> it didn't look good for them, but they've much yeah. improved, haven't they? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so that's... Uh, those are your takes on it. What about in the championship, just briefly, before we go back to the big two, I'm looking at Ayr against Inverness Cali Thistle. Uh, we've got Cove against Arbroath. Hamilton Dundee, good game as well. Partick Thistle against Morton. Queen's Park against Wraith Rovers. I might take in Ackies against Dundee, Leanne. That looks uh, decent. Yeah, that would be probably one of the, the games of the weekend, Paul, to be fair. Dundee, though, unconvincing to a mm -hmm. point. Your biggest, biggest squad for me... Um, the most talent in their squad but have still got a lot to prove still you know ship far too many mm -hmm. goals um, and don't convert at, at the other end at times so for them 
they'll be looking to get themselves going, you know, because I, I don't think you want to lose too much headway at the top of the table. Air yep. United, you know, sure. have been going really, really well. Partick Thistle, I think we spoke about them last week, maybe. Um, they'll be up there. I think they'll be competing, you know, for the, the title if Dundee don't manage to get to grips with it. But no, the championship for me, I think we're up in Inverness next Friday night okay. um, back on the TV for that but you do miss it because it's the colder it's weather who are they playing oh. Inverness next uh, it could Friday. be Partick Thistle could actually. Be. I'll yeah. tell you in a moment or two uh, it, it is it is Partick Thistle yeah. I'm, so I'm so pleased John Rankin is he always wanted to go into management yeah. and he's Did got he? a gig uh -huh. at Hamilton yeah. and uh, you know he'd, he uh, he wants mm. to improve players I'm not sure he's got the, the biggest budget there and of mm. course as Leanne was alluding to there Dundee do have probably the biggest budget in the division, so that would be a, a you know, a, a real boost if they can beat them. Who's going to win that title? Any of your old teams? Air United, Partick Thistle. Well, I'm so impressed with Air United. Mm. I mean, uh, a Potential. lot of people had them hanging around the bottom of the table, but uh, they have started so well uh, this season. Lee Bullen's done a terrific job. They've got one or two special players, I think, that can make the difference, especially up front. Um, so I don't think they'll be in danger of any uh, relegation but Queen's Park are going well yep. I like Partick Thistle Inverness have always got a good squad mm. with, with Billy Dodds um, I would probably go with Dundee I think they will think start the experience. to yep. I just think they'll okay. start to motor and you know, they're maybe, I think they're the type of club that could do a bit of business in okay. January as well. Okay, Queen's Park have got Wraith Rovers this weekend. Uh, the headlines tonight, well, we kicked off with uh, that Scotland result. We got the result in Krakow. So tough uh, away from home, but we did it. We uh, we had decent possession, but they had so many chances. Um, the Craig Gordon was magnificent, wasn't he? He was, yeah. You need to ride your luck in football. I said that at the start of the show, Paul. At times you can come up against the opposition I just thought was it going to be a night where you know like the game against Ukraine last week at Hamden you know it took for Scotland well into the second half to find the back of the net they'd created so many chances and, and you thought could it be the a similar type story for Ukraine that they would eventually find the breakthrough but there was a belief about that Scotland team I think they, they rolled the sleeves up they got on with the job in hand um, they knew what they had to do I don't think Ukraine were as strong as, as they were missed a couple of big players Zinchenko certainly been one um, which was a huge loss for them and when they missed the opportunities that they did I think Scotland took a, a real bit of incentive from that brilliant triple header as I say three very different games three very different performances a brilliant outcome um, and a real sterling um, job from, from Steve Clark and his players Let's hope Scotland's women can do it next week against Austria at Hamden. Hopefully we'll speak to you before then. Uh, Andy, looking forward to the weekend. You're going to be at Anfield. We've got some week coming up then. Rangers back yeah. at Anfield uh, well, on Tuesday. I think it'll be interesting to see the starting 11 as always because obviously the games are coming thick and fast now, not just for Rangers but for Liverpool as well. They've not been on their best form this season. They've stuttered and, and stumbled apart from that 9-0 hammering of uh, Bournemouth. Sure. But... Yeah. I think Nunez uh, will come back, but when you look From at their suspension, yeah. Well, when you look at their front three, I think the last time they played, they had Salah, they had Jota, mm. and they had Diaz, mm. and Nunez wasn't even uh, mm. he wasn't available at, at that point. So, 
Um, absolute quality that they've got. Let's hope they're still off the boil or Rangers go as Celtic did in 2003, the underdogs, and they did it. But that will be then this weekend. Yeah. Then, Leanne, good luck with the, the game on Sunday. Yes, Your thank match. you. Yeah. Yes, against Dundee United. Dundee United. And you've predicted Hearts Rangers to be a draw. Yes. Yeah. And Celtic, you think, to win. And Andy, you went for. Rangers to lose at Tynecastle. Yeah. Do you want yeah. to reconsider? Are you uh, no, I'm, I'm going for a shock. <laughs> Sometimes you get a shock in the season. And if Rangers are, I don't think Rangers will lose many games, but if they are likely to lose, it'll be at um, it'll be at Tynecastle, it'll be mm. at Petaudry. Uh, and of course, they've already lost at, at Parkhead. But these are the really tough ones. That's the thing. You can never tell though, can you? Most commentators, pundits were saying, Celtic will win all the games apart from maybe the Rangers games they were yeah, and I, save I, for Rangers yeah of yeah. course I expected Celtic to win at St Mirren but yep. uh, you know, all credit to St Mirren they did a, such a terrific job on the day but there are more difficult uh, venues but it, it just shows you the games are tough you need to be on it and Celtic weren't thanks very much Andy we'll see Pleasure. you next week you'll be back then after the games maybe next Thursday yeah. and hopefully you'll be with us as well enjoy the thank weekend you. thank you coming up next it's going to be Jokal Day after the news we're back Mark and I uh, tomorrow night and you can call then 0808 17 17 700 thanks to everyone loads of you on the socials tonight at Go Football Show and don't forget the podcast you can catch up as I know many of you do Robbie uh, in Bells Hill who tunes in often and uh, Paul at the Beatson has uh, contacted us as well. Back tomorrow night at five. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.